You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. When I woke up this morning, things were looking bad. Seemed like total silence was the only friend I had. Bowl of oatmeal tried to stare me down, and one knew it was 12 o'clock before I realized I was having no fun. Ah, but fortunately, I have the key to escape reality. And you may see me tonight with an illegal smile. It don't cost very much, but it lasts a long while. Won't you please tell the man I didn't kill anyone? No, I'm just trying to have me some fun. All right, for this episode, we'll be talking about John Prine. John Prine, self-titled album. Uh, in the room, I have Rob. Yes, sir. And Anne. Hi. John Prine is the first album by the American country folk singer-songwriter John Prine, issued by Atlanta Records in 1971. Uh, it's produced by Arif Martin, and the genre is folk. And I'm going to read from the book from Kenneth Burns. The Ken Burns? Nope. Shit. <laughs> Different one. Kenneth. <laughs> Signed to Atlantic with the help of Chris Christopherson, the 25-year-old Prine released his country tinge eponymous debut in 1971 just as the Vietnam War was peaking. Although it is not explicitly a protest record, unhappiness about the war does emerge on most devastatingly in Samstone, a heart-wrenching ballad on the demise of a morphine-addicted veteran. The song is made sadder still by the plainness of Prine's gravelly baritone. The Southeast Asian conflict also appears implicitly, at least in Your Flag Decal Won't Get You Into Heaven Anymore, a cheesy novelty tune tinged with bitter irony. Those two songs represents Prine's most effective songwriting modes, unstiltingly bleak and laugh-out-loud funny. You may think Sam Stone is the most depressing song you have ever heard, but that is only because you have not yet experienced Hello in There, a doleful number about old age. <laughs> Meanwhile, Spanish Pipe Dream plays, playfully exhorts listeners to blow up their television sets. All right, what do we think of John Prine self-titled? Once again, this book has delivered a thing I would have never listened to, and I absolutely fucking love. Awesome. What a cool, cool record, man. Such a delight. Yeah, total I, delight. Like we were, I guess. What, who were we talking about last time? Gene, Gene Clark. Clark. Yeah, uh, talking about a singer songwriter with a voice. This man's got it. Yeah, he's got the wit and the sort of sardonic. Twenty four, man. He wrote this shit when he was twenty four. He <laughs> probably was, earlier too. He was turning these phrases with his mouth and brain <laughs> at twenty four. Yeah, after Four. he served in West Germany, mm-hmm. probably since he was what eighteen, right? Oh. Yeah, so, god damn. So he was in the war, but not in the war. He was in yeah. the army or whatever. I don't. I didn't read what service branch, did you? Uh, I think it was army. Army? Yeah, army. I I'm mean, West army. Germany is pretty landlocked, right? <laughs> yeah. I really loved it. I thought the lyrics were incredible. Yeah. They're so interesting, so well done. It's always surprising. 
Um, and it's also like it's not something you would maybe or maybe this is just my personal terrible prejudice, but it feels more unexpected to me because it's sort of in this like lilting, like country esque, like it's not the way that it sounds isn't the context I would expect such like excellent lyrical content. Yeah, um, well, but and it's it, great. It like, allows it to shine because of the, uh, the the minimalism of everything else that's going on. Like, sure. the, uh, but I guess this guy would be first and foremost a poet, and then like kind of kind of like the uh, Leonard Cohen aspect of like music comes second to the lyrics. Well, you're not a poet unless you write things that stand alone without music, <laughs> which Leonard I Cohen th- has done. I don't know what this would. Though. Oh, but yeah, all right, you're, you're fine. That's what, all right. All right. All right, poet. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of chorus repetition stuff. I just, you know, it doesn't mean they're not poetic. It just, you know, quibbles. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I was. But it's very poetic. Like, it's incredibly well written. Yeah. Like, I was uh, mentioning before, this reminds me of two uh, earlier author, sort of like country-tinged um, s- songwriters, and one is Roger Miller, Yep, as you will re- recall, who is very do, funny, do, 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 yep, do, do, and does do. the soundtrack to Robin Hood, the Disney uh, animated, feature. animated feature. Is that in the book? No. No, no I mean, is Roger Miller in the book? No. No, too early. Okay. I'm I, not familiar I think. with Roger Miller. <laughs> you uh, should familiar yourself. Familiarize yourself. Familiar myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get familiar. It's very, that mean? It's, it's very, very good. Mm. Um, yeah, you'd actually recognize a lot of the songs that Abs- he's done. Abs- so am I actually familiar already? Probably. Yeah, King of the Road. I'm King of the Road. Uh, da- oh, okay. Dang Me. Yeah, I know Dang, Dang Me. me. Yeah. Everybody knows Dang Me. Exactly. They're sort of like novelty songs, and I feel like this carries on that tradition of the sort of country ballad, but straightforward, talking about real-life issues and and just being silly. Also, I wrote down Spike Jones. There's so um, much depth to it. Yeah, yeah but this not, is really like of silly, like He's true. not doing any of those things. But when he's talking about, you know... Blow up your TV. <laughs> yeah, blow up your TV. Which I'm pretty sure is very tongue in cheek oh, about the. Of course it uh, is, but it's still it's still hilarious. Yes, like, uh, you're, you're right. Yeah, you, you're right. It's you're a right. little goofy. <laughs> yeah, and also it's the goofiest uh, moment in the album, probably. Uh, right? a, a legal like, smile is pretty oh, yeah, goofy that's true. too. I about that. <laughs> Which I oh, found out. Tell yeah, me. not about pot. Okay. That's crazy. Not about pot at all. Uh, he wasn't going to correct all of the potheads who took up the arms to like buy that record specifically for that song but literally it was just him saying like I laugh at shit that you know oh like, it, God, it, like sar- sarcastically laugh at things like that are terrible <laughs> so if you see me walking around with the illegal smile like you know don't tell the cops so it's just like <laughs> he's yeah he, so he's smirking like he is high but he isn't or he is laughing at things he shouldn't be he's laughing at things he shouldn't be that is beautiful yeah I always have an illegal smile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's beautiful. And once I learned he it, like, gets me, man. <laughs> yeah, once I, you know, with that in mind, like the the song itself, like it, it immediately shifted from being a like just ah, I'm getting high, whatever, to a totally different thing. Like it, I, I oh, like I'm that it works on both it sides. Again, yeah, because I, I mean, I like I like don't particularly enjoy that culture at all, but. I still thought it was like a charming song because it's well written yeah, and absolutely. the lyrics are interesting. But it's that's got, even better that it's it's just got about a like, wonderful sing along chorus. Family, after serving in the conflict overseas, 
And the time that he served Had shattered all his nerves And left a little shrapnel in his knee But the morphine eased the pain And the grass grew around his brain And gave him all the confidence he lacked With a purple heart and a monkey on his back There's a hole in daddy's arm Where all the money goes Jesus Christ I did, I did have an excerpt here that I thought found really interesting about that sort of what you were just talking about, about, you know, people thinking he's one way and as he's presenting these songs. And it said, songs like Sam Stone about drug-addicted war vet came from Prine's military experience, but also gave people the false impression that he was a protest singer. A lot of people, he quotes, quote, a lot of people, when I started out, thought I was singing protest songs only because I was singing about social issues but it just so happened that that's what was going on, said Prine. Quote, at the time, things uh, around were very political. It's not that I was trying to be political, but that is what people were talking about, and that's what the songs were about. It turned me off when people labeled me a protest singer. Um, as a matter of fact, I thought they were very human things which people could relate to regardless of how they mm-hmm. felt politically. Mm-hmm. I had a fe- He says, I had a feller from the Young Conservatives Party come up to me after a show and he said it's one of the nicest compliments he ever got. He said, I really wish you were on our side. And then he said back to the fella, I am. I am. He just didn't understand. He missed the whole show. <laughs> so he was basically <laughs> saying, interesting. I'm like, why don't you think I'm on, you know, like I'm on your side? I, these are issues that I'm discussing mm-hmm. and talking about, but apparently just even discussing these mean, you know, it's, you have a very one-sided The more attitude. things change, the more things stay the exactly. same, man. Well, like, and that's weird to me. Like, I feel like it's interesting to me that he's, like, offended by being labeled, like, for... Because, like, well, like, own that you think that shit is fucked up, though, right? <laughs> like... I think that he was... Or he just didn't want to feel like he was being divisive. He didn't want to feel pigeonholed. It's the right. same thing from Oki and Miss. Skokie. Yeah. Which o- it, who the what? <laughs> the, oh, I'm an Okie from Muskoki. Uh, that's not Christofferson. It's uh, Waylon. Waylon Jennings. Jennings yeah. wrote that song. And Waylon Jennings is by no means a flower child. And he was just kind of ironically writing a, so- a song about, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, look at these hippies think they know, uh, you know, about our country. Uh, so... I don't necessarily agree with them, but I don't agree with the people who, like, at heart, I have, like, I feel like I'm just writing a a, a song about things that are going on. So both of them feel like they have a more complicated and nuanced view that's being yeah. missed. Yeah. Okay, And I can understand fair. that because yeah. at the time, everyone was like, oh, you're, you're in with the hippie crowd or you're not. Or, you know, it's like, right. it's like, no, don't put me on, don't put me on with uh, Country Joe and the Fish, please. Yeah. Like, well, I'm my own with- person. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to see this. Nobody wants to be with <laughs> Um, yeah, man, uh, I... I was so like I'm not, I'm not surprised it's the wrong word. I was excited to be as into this as I am, and 
Uh, one of the funnier things that I read was uh, the the cover <laughs> album or like the, the the record cover. He was like, "Yeah, I, like I just kind of thought they put me in the back of the cab or, or like take a picture of me on a bus." Like, I, I, <laughs> I, I'm from Chicago. I've never sat in a hay bale in my entire life. That's true. That's really <laughs> yeah. incongruous. I didn't think of that. I also like the idea that a photo shoot means you just like get a, your picture taken on a bus. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Well, just places I am, like a bus most of the time. <laughs> like, he said that it uh, helped him embrace his charming. inner hick. <laughs> <laughs> well, but so there is. He is like, from Kentucky. He, or his family is yeah. from, like, western Kentucky, right? Yeah, and like his, that his, Paradise his dad's song dad. Like, was, um, like, very much like oh, yeah. him, like, talk piling about, onto those roots. Talk about a country. fucking twofer, though, Sam Stone to Paradise. God damn, what a depressing block. Yeah. You can go see Paradise, but it's nothing but a, a graveyard, is what I read. God damn. It's like about two hours away from here, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of close to Owensboro, which is by Lincoln's boyhood home, just saying. But. <laughs> ben Franklin's boyhood home's in Owensboro? Lincoln. Ben Lincoln. Ben, ben Lincoln. Lincoln. Bl- Otherwise known Blinken? As Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Okay. The best Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and shit, guys. He was like 23, 24 wrote this stuff. Paradise is a standard now. Like, oh, it, yeah. It's John a blue, bluegrass yeah. standard. Like, and this is less than 50 years old. Like, dude wrote so well <laughs> that, yeah. like, he he invented songs that people play all the time now. Yeah. God. Yeah, what a he cool knew, dude. He knew his biz. He kind of did a great job. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, he kind of came out of the gate and it was just like just swinging. This is this is my thing, you know. Also, the first person that reviewed him was Roger Ebert. <laughs> really? Yes, he said that he was quote a great songwriter because um, Ebert and Chicago. It's yeah. like the same. Yeah, of course. I just love like very baby baby Ebert singing like <laughs> John baby Prine. John Prine and being like great songwriter, excellent. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so, uh, so charming. <laughs> you know who else? Another songwriter who said Prine is one of his favorite songwriters. Dylan. Dylan. Right? Dylan. Yeah. 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 Makes perfect sense to yeah. me yeah dylan talked about his lyrics in this album specifically and yeah. something i read where he was just like shit is fucking great yeah it's exact quote yeah. <laughs> christopherson said he's 24 but sings like he's 220 or yeah. writes like he's 220 like just a just very very fucking so good guys yeah. it's so good yeah he kind of yeah. he, he kind of uh i also think he kind of dialed in his own I mean, very traditional sounding, but at the same time, he dialed in those things that Roger Miller and those previous people were doing, brought it into a new, brought it to a new generation, essentially. Yeah. Like Robert, Roger Miller's a previous generation, and this is like a new sort of singer songwriter generation of, I'm kind of the the joker of the bunch, Mm -hmm. or I, I can, I can be witty and. We can, we, we can attack this with satire, and yeah. that might make it a little bit easier to talk about. Right? Yeah. 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 Spoonful of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> we had an apartment in the city. 
the kids had grown A life of their own Left us alone John and Linda Living on my house Illegal smile So I was excited to find out that this record was recorded by Elvis's backing band, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's it's from uh, Jerry Wexler and at a uh, Atlantic Records and the um, American Sound Studios. That's where it was. Yeah, he was really intimidated by going. Super there. intimidated. He yeah. said he doesn't even like to listen to this record because he can hear the fear in his voice. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who? Uh, John Prine. Yeah, Aww. yeah. But he said he understands why like people think it's like his best. You know, it's it's, it's the their favorite record. Of his. amazing. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, he was super intimidated. Uh, one of well, the yeah, if it's your first one, and it sounds like he only first played in front of people because he was like heckled by the guy on stage, right? Like, or he was cross heckling. (laughs) So the guy was like, you can do, can you do better? And he's like, fine, I'll show you how great I am. (laughs) Do you want to know a very funny story about cross heckling, which has nothing to do with this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I guess move with the rapper KRS one. Yep. Yeah. Okay. The only reason why KRS one started rapping was because he was walking by a group of dudes that were doing a rap battle and they started making fun of his jeans. What were the jeans like? No idea. <laughs> but like he had no retort, he had no comeback. So we went home, started scribbling stuff, and that's why we have KRS one. That's wonderful. So yeah, heckling can can actually bring some some I mean voices out of the competition helps with art for yeah. sure. It's you need you need to get spurred sometimes, and that is definitely a way to do it. Sure. So that makes sense. Maybe I should start wearing bad jeans. See what happens. <laughs> Go to the poetry slams wearing <laughs> shitty jeans. <laughs> Don't do that. Nah. Do do what you want. Do what you. Want. I'll just think about it, man. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, Hayward Bishop. He was the drummer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the quote that I read of his was. Uh, he wanted to do, like he was really hoping for a groove with these songs, but nothing was grooving because, you know, it's John Prime. John Prime. <laughs> Don't groove on this; it's already no. fine. Yeah, it's and, perfect. <laughs> and so uh, his, his quote was, "This is gonna be like milking a dag blasted dog because there was no groove." <laughs> dag blasted dog. Did he sit on the hay bale too? <laughs> <laughs> See, I just cut out of frame. <laughs> I brought this hay bale for you. <laughs> you sit on it the same as you sit on a bus seat. Just go for it. <laughs> yeah, interesting use of uh, electric guitar and pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say, it's spot on. It feels like that sort of Flying Burrito Brothers, like, just enough edge to, like, cut through and, mm-hmm. and, and be, like, a which, really... Which one is this? Pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. This is the one that most reminded me of Randy Newman. <laughs> yeah, Newman. Which yeah, is a of compliment. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, did you guys get uh, with Hello in there? It sounds pretty much like exactly like Neil Diamond. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Except the deliveries. The deliveries are, are different. It's also, like, the lyrics are better. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that one is just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Voices of the elderly is what I wrote down <laughs> for that one. Help the Asian. <laughs> Sweet, but voices of the mm-hmm. elderly. <laughs> All right, how do we feel? Love it. Um, multiple listing. Like my, my initial thought was kind of front loaded, mm-hmm. but upon uh, like multiple list listenings, not yeah. listings. Good God, 
Um, I think the back half has some some great material too. But it, I mean, it, it, the strongest stuff's on on the front side, I think. But uh, I, I I like I like the whole record. Yeah. Absolute positive. Cool. I loved it too. I thought it was great. Um, the lyrics are so excellent. And Chef's that's kiss. The weight of my heart. So, absolutely, will listen again. Cool. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I've listened to some John Prine and. Uh, it's kind of just yeah it's just fun to re-listen to some of these records and and think about it and be like oh right yeah John Prine it's pretty great uh, stuff and has a real like interesting style and you know this feels like someone that if you were at an open mic you'd be like that guy is awesome this is the best Uh, (laughs) it's it's something that like you wouldn't that's what chris christopherson said yeah yeah (laughs) hey kid you got got the goods (laughs) 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 so yeah i would i would go with positive on this um i will say though if i had one criticism is that it does kind of stay in the same uh register yeah well i kind of have it's hard to maintain a sort of like a, a quirky album, like a jokey album, because by the time you get to song, you know, four or five. Now, he does bring in sort of that those real elements with Sam Stone where you're just like, oh, man, that is some sad stuff. Yeah, Donald, Donald and Linda, Lydia as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just something about, you know. Making love ha- from ten miles apart. Having, <laughs> having some jokes. Dark as shit, man. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Having some jokes in there that are just, it's like by the time you get to a you know a fourth or fifth song that's like really funny, it's like okay, I've kind of left myself out, and it's just kind of hard to go through the entire album mm-hmm. at, at once. I didn't really find a lot of this funny. Really? I mean, no. I, I, not not like a uh, <laughs> not like a like. All I want for well, Christmas is my two front I know, teeth I know. or like anything but, like that. But at you the know? same time, you know, illegal smile and then hot uh, dog bun. Yeah, your flag won't decal. You know, th- those sort of. I guess though, you're, I mean, flag, you're right. You're flag, right. Flag decals like track one, side two. Yeah, but uh, Spanish pipe dream is like number two. Sure. So which, he does mix it up a which, bit. Which I I I thought it was uh, I thought it was good biting satire of yeah. the. Uh, you know the the hippie commune like yeah. ideal, um, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I wouldn't like. I would never lump this with a comedy record. I guess right. Is, You're um, right. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not I trying to say that, that he's using all those elements of humor to like temper how dark most of the material is, and like that juxtaposition lets it be really heavy without being sh- like overwrought or like schmaltzy or like anything bad. Like he. He does a really good balancing act with it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, for me, that... The hilarity stuff. And that's, like... That's why Illegal smells like a good start. Especially knowing it's not about weed. Because it's, like... <laughs> everything in this album is about, like... Trying to find some kind of spark of, like... Hilarity and, like, really dark stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Good one. All positive. Unanimous. Nice. Love it. So All right. Next time we'll be talking about Harry Nielsen, Nielsen, Schmielsen. All right. Thanks, y'all. flag with gum on the back fell out on the floor. Well, I picked it up and I ran outside, slapped it on my window shield. And if I could see old Betsy Ross, I'd tell her how good I feel. 
But your flag to cow won't get you into heaven anymore. They're already overcrowded from your dirty little war. Now Jesus don't like killing, no matter what the reason's for. And your flag to cow won't get you into heaven anymore. Christmas club will give you ten of them flags for free. Well, I didn't mess around a bit. I took them up on what he said and I stuck.